Morning prayer begins on page one of the of the booklet that you can access in the link on the side. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, uh, Venite. Our King and Savior draweth nigh. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the people with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 10 begins on page 353. Why standest thou so far off, O Lord, and hidest thy face in the needful time of trouble? The ungodly, for his own lust, doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the crafty wiliness that they have imagined. For the ungodly hath made boast of his own heart's desire and speaketh good of the covetous whom the Lord abhorreth. The ungodly is so proud that he careth not for God, neither is God in all his thoughts. His ways are always always grievous. The judgments, thy judgments are far above out of his sight, and therefore defileth he all his enemies. For he hath said in his heart, Tush, I shall never be cast down. There shall no harm happen unto me. His mouth is full of cursing, deceit, and fraud. Under his tongue is ungodliness and vanity. He sitteth lurking in the thievish corners of the streets, and privily in his lurking dens doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are set against the poor. For he lieth wait secretly, even as a lion lurketh he is in his den that he may ravish the poor. He doth ravish the poor when he getteth him into his net. He falleth down and humbleth himself, that the congregation of the poor may fall into the hands of his captains. He hath said in his heart, Tush, God hath forgotten. He hideth away his face, and he will never see it. Arise, O Lord God, and lift up thine hand. Forget not the poor. Wherefore should the wicked blaspheme God, while he doth say in his heart, Tush, 
Thou, God, carest not for it. Surely thou hast seen it, for thou beholdest ungodliness and wrong, that thou mayest take the matter into thy hand. The poor committeth himself unto thee, for thou art the helper of the friendless. Break thou the power of the ungodly and malicious. Search out his ungodliness until thou find none. The Lord is king forever and ever, and the heathen are perished out of the land. Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the poor. Thou preparest their heart, and thine ear hearkeneth. To help the fatherless and poor unto their right, that the man of the earth be no more exalted against them. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the book of Isaiah. And in that day seven women shall take hold of one man, saying, We will eat our own food, and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by your name to take away our reproach. In that day the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and appealing for those of Israel who have escaped. And it shall come to pass that he who is left in Zion and remains in Jerusalem will be called holy, every one who is recorded among the living in Jerusalem. When the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, and purged the blood of Jerusalem from her midst, by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning, then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion, and above her assemblies, a cloud and smoke by day, and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory there will be a covering, and there will be a tabernacle for shade in the daytime from the heat, for a place of refuge, and for a shelter from storm and rain. Here endeth the first lesson. Together, Quarite Dominium on page 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fortieth verse of the first chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. 
And he strictly warned him, and sent him away at once, and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely, and to spread the matter, so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places, and they came to him from every direction. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 7. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life, in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life of mortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, 
Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. In our, uh, before a couple of points for our Isaiah lesson today, um, we should note a thing about biblical prophecy, because Isaiah is going to be talking about um, the exile of, you know, throughout, throughout Isaiah, <clears throat> the, the judgment that's going to come on Judah, the southern kingdom. Uh, he'll talk about exile, which highlights, points forward to the Babylonian captivity, and then a return from exile. And um, there's going to be really two horizons uh, for this. There's going to be the horizon that happens historically in the Babylonian captivity and return. And then there's the ultimate horizon of the, the, um, the, the judgment, the, the ministry of Jesus, how the ministry of Jesus fulfills these themes. And this is a common aspect of prophetic literature that it has a two horizon um, sense. So, for example, the famous prophecy we'll have, we'll read it uh, Friday night at Lessons and Carols, um, you know, that, that uh, there'll, there'll be a Emmanuel, you know, the virgin will conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel, and which means God with us, which means, you know, we take that as a prophecy of Jesus, but it also is very clearly, if you look very close to the text of Isaiah, referring to a child that was born within Isaiah's own lifetime that was a sign for those people of a kind of deliverance. So prophetic liturgy, literature works this way because biblical history kind of goes in cyclical patterns <clears throat> in which themes repeat, and therefore prophecies can have horizon of, horizons of fulfillment an imminent one that looks forward to a greater one. So when we look at this today, <clears throat> we're, we're looking at the ultimate one, obviously, when we think about Isaiah, uh, a, a branch shall be glorious. Um, and it talks about those in Israel who have escaped. And this would be, of course, those who escaped the Babylonian captivity and remained in the land. But in the ultimate horizon, it is those who, it, it, it is a image of in our Lord's ministry, the ultimate result of um, of Jesus' ministry was the end of the old covenant age and a judgment that came on Jerusalem in AD 70. We'll talk about this a little bit on Sunday. And those the remnant that escaped were those who put their faith in Jesus and in a very historical way, um, the early church escaped the judgment that came on Jerusalem and was saved. And um, this is the remnant that is washed uh, in baptism um, and by, by the Spirit purified. And this image of the, the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night that Isaiah hearkens to is clearly an image of the Exodus in which God led Israel out of Egypt in a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, meaning that this um, 
this new thing God's going to do is going to be a new exodus. Um, Jeremiah said that to us in our lesson for the Sunday before Advent. They'll no more say the Lord lives who brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but the Lord lives who brought the children of Israel out of all the countries he'd scattered them. So God's going to do a new thing. And this this idea of exodus is, is there's a, a certain implication of this in um, the New Testament, in the transfiguration story in Luke 9.31, Jesus spoke of his decease, which in the, in the Greek is literally his exodus. And in a sense, Jesus exodus, his death on the cross, his passage through death and his resurrection is this passageway through through death to resurrection and exodus, a, a freeing that we participate in through baptism as we're baptized into his death and we're raised. And so the image of the spirit cloud by day, pillar of fire by night is the enduring presence of the spirit that's always with us because we've been given the gift of the spirit. That's what marks the new covenant age. And through that gift of the Spirit, we're brought out of captivity to sin and exile and brought into regular um, communion with God. And that presence never leaves us. That's the kind of image that's being highlighted here by Isaiah. And um, we get to the New Testament lesson. This leper is kind of an image of the Exodus that Jesus, um, into which Jesus, all who put their faith in him, he comes to Jesus, if you're willing, you can make me clean. He comes to Jesus in faith, asking to be made clean. <clears throat> it says Jesus is moved with compassion. That is, he sees, he's very greatly moved by a guy humbly coming to him and saying, if you're willing, you can do this. And he says, I'm willing, be cleansed. And he's made whole. So this leper who was in exile, he couldn't be part of the community because he's unclean, now is restored to the community just as we in our sinful state cannot be in God's presence, but we're continually cleansed of our sin and through the Holy Spirit brought into community with each other and together in community. The whole idea of the, um, you know, that this, this metaphorical image of Jerusalem now that we all gather for the feast in Jerusalem again, as we gather, this is brought up most clearly in, in a Eucharistic action of the church. We, we come, it doesn't matter geographically where we are, we all gather in Jerusalem uh, to, 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 to the feast. Uh, a closing note on this would be that, um, that the, the leper, lamentably, does not do what Jesus says. He says, don't tell anybody. Um, sometimes this is referred to as the Markin secret. Why does he keep telling people he's healed not to tell people about him? But it's pretty obvious in the context of the Gospels that Jesus doesn't want popular word to spread and preach real that's going to culminate in Jerusalem. And he doesn't want that to come about prematurely because it becomes a popular phenomenon. What he wanted this man to do was to go show himself to the priests, just like the law of Moses said, offer the sacrifice would have been a witness to those priests. And then people would say, oh, who is this Jesus in a kind of low key, but personal witness way. And it's a good reminder to us that after we've been healed and made clean, um, the result of that should be obedience. Now we're going to humbly do what Jesus asks us to do. We're not going to make a show. We're not going to, we're not going to, we're, we're going to be humbly obedient. That's the fruit of our return from exile is, is this obedience to, to now the word of God, which we once did not obey. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing the form of intercession on page 10. 
Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same, in his vocation and ministry, may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed, and grant them entrance into a land of light and joy and the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. <clears throat> We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Great to be with you this morning. Um, have a wonderful Thursday. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day.